It can be really hard for us to relax at night. We're always thinking about covering crime. But the good news is our wonderful new sponsor, Via, has a terrific product that helps us unwind. Via Hemp has a wide range of terrific gummies of both the THC and THC-free varieties. They can help you with focus, recovery, sleep, creativity, or just plain enjoyment. These products legally ship to all 50 states. I really liked Zen in particular. This is a yummy blueberry option that lets you catch a chill sleep with help from CBN and CBD. It's really helped me turn off my brain and settle down for the night. I also got a shout out Flow State. It helped me feel energized throughout the day. Like not to brag, but I got a lot done. I'm talking about doing several interviews and editing a whole show from start to finish, not to mention jumping on some of the latest filings in the cases we cover. It really made me feel sharp and ready to tackle any challenge. I couldn't recommend this more. Via has so many great gummy options to choose from. Everything from guava berry low dose that allows you to microdose THC to the chill-inducing Delta 9 gummy dreams. Head to viahemp.com and use code MSHEET to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies. That's viahemp.com and use code MSHEET at checkout. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Enhance your every day with Via Hemp. Again, if you're 21 and over, you can get 15% off plus a free pack of award-winning gummies with our exclusive code, msheet at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P dot com. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Content warning. This whole episode contains discussion of the murder of two children as well as horrible topics like child pornography and child molestation. Listener discretion is strongly advised. We're airing a bonus episode this week because of recent news around the murders of Liberty German and Abigail Williams in Delphi, Indiana. We've been digging into the background of Keegan Anthony Klein, a 27-year-old man brought up in connection with the case. In our last Delphi episode, we talked to a man who once considered Klein a friend. This week, we spoke with a woman who told us that Klein spent years abusing, coercing, and stalking her online, starting when she was 12. On the evening of December 6, 2021, the Indiana State Police announced that authorities were looking into a social media profile called Anthony Shots. 
That's Anthony underscore shots in connection with the Delphi case. Specifically, authorities said that this social media profile operated from 2016 to 2017 on the platforms Snapchat and Instagram, that it still photos of a known male model and luxury cars in order to catfish and attempt to meet juvenile females. They asked for members of the public with relevant information to come forward. To recap, Liberty German and Abigail Williams were two young girls from the city of Delphi in Indiana's Carroll County. On February 13, 2017, they went for a walk along Delphi's forested trails. Libby posted an image of Abby making her way along the abandoned Monon High Bridge. A few minutes later, they ran into someone, a man. Libby recorded at least a portion of the encounter, but only a few minutes of it have been released. The man calls them guys and tells them to go down the hill. We don't know exactly what happened next, but police believe that the person you just heard on that snippet of audio killed Libby and Abby. Authorities released grainy images of the man taken from Libby's video, as well as two sketches that looked like entirely different people. We only just recently heard about Klein's link to the case. Wish TV, an Indianapolis news station, published a report identifying him as the man behind the Anthony Schatz profile. That report also revealed that on August 19, 2020, Klein was slapped with 30 felony charges around child exploitation and child pornography. I began looking through Klein's social media accounts to see if I could find anything interesting. I also reached out to people he'd interacted with on those sites. Most haven't responded to my messages asking if they'd talk with us about Klein, and I can't say I blame them. But one person ended up getting back to me, a woman named Kayla. She told me she knew Klein and that she wanted to help. So today, we talked to her on the phone. We're publishing our interview with her with minimal edits. A few times, you'll hear background noises. We apologize for that. Because of the disturbing allegations contained within this interview, we also passed a tip along to authorities through the Delphi email hotline, with Kayla's permission. My name is Anya Kane. And I'm Kevin Greenlee. And this is The Murder Sheet, a weekly true crime podcast. Anya and I connected over the Burgerchef murders, a 1978 unsolved case involving the killings of four young restaurant employees. We don't just rely on skimming the headlines, we dive into these cases to bring you in-depth coverage. We're the murder sheet. And this is the Delphi Murders, Kayla's story.
Well, yeah, I know you you were corresponding with Kevin about this uh, Keegan Klein situation. Yes, I was. And uh, we we just bef- it, it's unbelievable to be honest with you. You know, yeah. it it blows my mind. How did you? How do you know Keegan? Um, I was um twelve years old, and I had gotten a firm request from. It was a girl, and I was talking to her, and it was Keegan the whole entire time. He was, you know, getting just face pictures from me, and then this girl, which was Keegan, was saying, oh, well, you should uh, come hang out with me and my boyfriend. And so then I got a message from Keegan Klein. And he was talking to me about the girl, and, you know, the girl was, I mean, she was pretty, and, but, um, that's just how I started talking to Keegan. What, what, uh, what kind of things did he say to you in those first messages? He was real, he was per... Uh, how you say it, perverted. And he was just, he talked to me in a weird way that I, I didn't feel comfortable even really talking to him. And one day um, he said, well, I'm at Foster Park, me and my girlfriend. So I went to Foster Park because he said he lived in Galveston, Indiana. And, like, he went to different states. So he said he was in Kokomo for a little bit. We went. I had my friend go with me, actually. And he was just, he was pissed off. I didn't meet, I have not met him face to face. And he sent me a really, really, really shitty message and said, you know, I should cut your throat for this and watch you bleed out, blah, blah. Why would you bring someone with you? And it snapped on me. That's really horrible. Do you, do you still have these messages that he sent you? You know, they, I got married and I got a whole new Facebook. It's under my Facebook page when I was 12 and 13 years old. So he was sending these messages to you, threatening you basically when you were just 12? Yes. Well, I would say I met him when I was 12. Not met him, met him, but, you know, started talking to him on the internet. And then when I was about 13, 14 years old, you know, that's when he would get, like, really aggressive with, like, his words and was just I wish I did still have the messages because my mind was blown like you've never even met me and you're telling me all these things it makes me sick to my stomach even seeing this mugshot on the news because that is a pit like you can tell he looks a lot different he used to send me pictures of himself all the time and 
it's unbelievable. That's all I gotta say. That's that's so horrifying. And and you're you know you're twelve. You're just a kid. How much older was he than you at that point? He told me he was seventeen years old when I was thirteen. Jesus. You said he was asking for like perverted type of things. Are you comfortable discussing any of those things he was talking about? I mean, he would just tell me uh, how beautiful I am and what things he would like to do to me and uh, that I should come stay the night out of his house, let him take me out of state at age 14 and do you remember the name of the uh, the fake account he used to contact you initially? The, the you know the account pretending to be a, a girl your age. I really honestly don't. You said this was happening when you were about fourteen years old. This is kind of an ungentlemanly question, but can you tell me how old you are now? I'm twenty one. Okay. So I've known him for a quiet. Uh, quite a while. Can you tell us? So, so he wanted you to meet him at the park, and then he got upset with you that you brought a friend. What yes, happened? I was when I, I was fourteen. So what happened with Keegan and you after that? Well, um, he blocked me for like three hours, maybe. <laughs> Unblocked me and was apologizing to me. <laughs> saying oh uh, baby I shouldn't have snapped on you like that that isn't me and <laughs> uh, did you guys stay in touch after that yes 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 Cause he, I don't know if he did or not but he told me he said he kept sending me messages and messages and messages. One day I woke up to probably more than 25 messages from him. And he was saying he knows where I live and all this and that. And he said, you know, I can kidnap you if I really wanted to. That must have been really terrifying for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do believe, you know, he could have done something. And whenever I did look at the sketch, because a lot of people were like, oh, well, that guy must have been, you know, wearing a different coat. Keegan, I would say, is around 200 pounds, maybe more. When... Has he gained weight in recent years, or is his mugshot picture that we've seen, is that pretty close to how it he looked? It is pretty close. It is pretty close to how he looked when you met him? Yes. <laughs> he hasn't changed a bit. Uh, when when did you guys sort of, you know, you mentioned you got a new Facebook and, and whatnot. When did you guys, like, lose touch or stop contacting each other? When I got married. And that was in 2019. How did he react when you got married? Um, 
honestly. I don't know because I had blocked him on my page. So, you know, you couldn't find out my new last name or that's just what I had to do was I had to block him on it, my Facebook. Was that time when you met him in the park, was that the only time you met him in person? Yes. Did he communicate with you a lot via Facebook? You said sometimes he'd wake up and there'd be dozens of messages. Can you talk about what it was like, the messages he sent you? It was creepy. It was really creepy. Like, he would get mad at me for no reason because I wouldn't respond back quick enough or something. Like, if it was only 10 minutes, he would say, oh, well, what are you doing now? Who you talking to? And I'm like, I was helping my mom. A weight loss journey can feel like a lonely struggle, but it doesn't have to be. For so many of us, lifestyle changes like deciding to lose weight, adopting a nutritious diet and taking up fun exercises are all about putting our own health and wellness first. But it can be really hard to know where to begin or how to keep the weight off once we've seen some progress. Quick fixes like soup diets and juice cleanses are unsustainable. There's a much better way to embark on this journey that over 200,000 people have already chosen. We're talking about the Roe Body Program. Here's how it works. Roe gives you access to one of the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Their Roe Body Program then sets up a comprehensive weight loss program tailored to your specific lifestyle, health status, and goals. In addition to the weekly shot, you get one-on-one coaching with a registered nurse. That can help you adopt and stick with lifestyle changes like exercise routines and nutritious diets. It's a comprehensive program that sees participants lose 15 to 20% of their weight in a year on average. But the real benefit is that you keep that weight off. This is weight loss at its most sustainable. With Roe, the average weight loss is 15 to 20% of your weight in one year, in conjunction with healthy lifestyle changes. EMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash msheet. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. Go to roe.co slash msheet. That's roe.co slash msheet. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know? When you were when you were in that situation, did you did you at points feel like I need to stop talking to this guy or what what sort of There was many times but I was scared because of you know, like I said, he 
said he knew where I lived and he knew my family and I mean, that must have been incredibly stressful for you throughout the, the whole time. It, I, it, yes, it was stressful, and you know, um, it was more, I guess, heartbreaking because of what kind of mentality the guy had, and the things that he could say, he could do, and the things, you know. Do you, you know, knowing his voice, right? Do, do you think he yes. sounds like Bridge Guy, the audio that police released? You know, I don't think I have seen that video, but I will have to play that again. Yeah, we, we, we'd be very curious to get your thoughts on that. I think it's playing now. Okay. It's so creepy listening to that. <laughs> Does it sound like Keegan to you? Yes. It's a, it, that's creepy. Yeah, it must be. It's horrifying. It's awful to think about what might have happened to you if you would not taken your friend with you yes. to the park that day. Yes, yes. Did he, during this time, did he ask for, like, pictures of you? Yes, yes. Uh, did you send any? Yeah, I did. Did the did the man in the video you just saw did that look like Keegan? I can't really see a close up picture. Uh huh. So I would have to see a really close up picture. Okay, that makes sense. I'm curious. Uh, you know, have you? Did, when he was talking to you, did he ever talk about interests that he had? In sexual manners, yes. Would you be comfortable telling us what those were? I mean, just, we're, I mean, I really don't, he was just saying how he would like to have sex with me and how I bet I look underneath uh, a robe and he was weird stuff a creeper would say. Um, you told us about how he threatened you uh, after you brought your friend to the park. Were there other times where he threatened you? Um, if I didn't send him pictures, no. Have you talked to the police about any of this? No, I have not. At the time this was happening, when you were when he was when he was preying on you, at, when you were a child, did you did you tell anyone about what was happening, friends or anything like that? I did not. I'm so sorry you had to go through all this, and it must have been awful to go through it and not be able to share it with anybody. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
You didn't. You didn't deserve this. I'm, I'm very sorry this happened to you. Yeah, it, my mind is shocked. Yeah. How how has all this affected you over the years? In different kinds of ways. Yeah, it affected me really emotionally, and now it's got like. I don't know what to think. It, this has affected me more than anything out of everything he's done to me, out of everything he said to me, because these are two little girls. You know, they could have been my little nephew or, you know, my little niece or something. I could only, you know, I could only imagine what he would have honestly done to me if I was alone with him for five minutes. And you, you said he told you that he was texting with other girls, too? Yes. What would he, ta- what would he tell he you about? He could have made them up. Right. <laughs> he did make a lot of Facebook accounts, just because I would block him on one whenever I was, you know, getting a little bit older. You know, I did block him, and then he'd always find a way to, you know, message me. What made you decide to bring a friend with you that day? Were you scared? I had a bad feeling. When you saw him and he looked different from his pictures, was that a surprise? Uh, yes. Yes. Did he yell at you in front of your friend or was he... No. 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 No, it was... No. (laughs) What was he like when you met him then? Like, kind of sweet, but then whenever, you know, you got away from each other, it was all this and that on this, or bringing my friend. Because my friend was like, hey, my dad's texting, we gotta go. Because I think she had a weird feeling too. Have you talked with your friend about this since all this news is broken? She don't talk to me no more. I was actually thinking about messaging her today, see if she'll talk to me, but. Um, that's, I mean, that's just, and, and that, you guys met him in a park, right? Huh? Uh, Yes, yes, yes. Were there a lot of people around that day or was it pretty quiet? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty packed. (laughs) That's good. Did he ever talk, you know, you, you mentioned he threatened you after that. Did he ever talk about weapons or anything like that with you? He had guns, and he would show me pictures, like, send me pictures of guns and shit. Was he trying to scare you? Uh, I think he was. Like, to show me, like, you know, I got guns, so don't mess with me, blah, blah, you know, type. (laughs) After you got uh, married and you blocked him, did he make other attempts to refriend you? No. He actually left me alone. Thank goodness. Yeah, <laughs> he left me alone. Because like I said, you know, I changed my name on Facebook to my married name and he didn't try messaging me or nothing. Now there could have been other Facebook accounts where maybe he added us and, you know, my husband was like, you know, who's this? And I, 
I didn't know because he always made different accounts. So, I mean, I'm not saying he didn't send me a friend request because I don't know. Because we did have a lot of weird people send us friend requests. Do you remember the last time you had any contact with him? Um, when I was about 18. What happened? Uh, I don't even remember our last conversation. Is there anything out there about this guy so far that's been wrong or like that you, you know, you think people should know or anything like that? Well, um, I mean, I think people should know that, you know, he may have acted sweet and everything, but once you got to really know him, he was like a, another, like he, he was a demon, like, yeah, kind of like a ID show evil lives here. <laughs> Yeah. He's evil. Did he ever talk with you about his father or his sister? No. Not that I can remember. Oh, I, he did mention that they lived out of state, and, you know, that's why he moved around states a lot, like I said, you know, because, you know, he would go see his father and his sister, but he, he never told me where. He would just send me pictures, but I think he got them off Google because I know what real pictures look like and what Google looks like. And I'm pretty sure he sent Google pictures like, you know, uh, just fake cars all the time, uh, fake uh, houses he said he was in. Yeah, cars. Did he ever uh, tell you, like, how he earned money or, like, what his job was? He never told me how he earned money. Never. I don't even think I asked that. I I didn't want to know. Did he, uh, did he ever share his, like, music with you? Nope. He always sent me pictures of money and he would say, well, you could get this if you come live with me. And <laughs> I, I, Can I ask you, did, did you, have you, have you since, since all this stuff is coming out, have you told your family and friends about this connection? I mean, the only person I have really told, you know, was my husband. Because, you know, I'm sure he, want, he wants to know how I know Keegan Klein because all these people are messaging me. So he's really the only one that I've told and I said this guy was like he was obsessed with me and I don't know what it was it was creepy and weird and you know I told I told my husband about who Keegan Klein was what did your husband make of it all he just thought it was crazy I'm I'm so sorry you went through this. I mean, it's just I don't. It's like he. It's terrifying. It, I mean, it is, especially when you know you're seeing him on the news and then the drawing and it's 
it's still mind blowing to me. Like I can't. <laughs> I can't explain it. It, it must be really He tore a lot, a lot, a lot of people's lives up. I know that much. We tried reaching out to the friend who Kayla says accompanied her to the meeting with Klein. We have not yet heard back from her. We'll add that the Indiana State Police put out a press release today. We'll link to that in our show notes. It's the same vague word salad that we're used to. Perhaps they're truly onto something with this Pline lead, and the end is near at last in this investigation. Or maybe they just want it to sound that way. In any case, even if it turns out that Klein is in no way connected to the Delphi murders, this story grows darker and darker every day. Thanks very much to Kayla for speaking with us. We really appreciated her taking the time to share her story with us. If you have any information that could help solve the murders of Libby and Abby, please contact law enforcement. You can call the Delphi Homicide Tip Line at 844-459-5786. Tips can also be submitted online via Abby and Libby Tip at C-A-C-O-S-H- rf.com Thanks for listening to this episode of The Murder Sheet. As always, thanks to Kevin Tyler Greenley, who composed the music for The Murder Sheet, and who you can find on the web at kevintg.com. To keep up with the latest on The Murder Sheet, please make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Murder Sheet and on Facebook at MSheet Podcast, or by searching Murder Sheet. If you enjoy listening to The Murder Sheet, please leave us a five-star review to help us gain more exposure. And send tips, suggestions, and feedback to murdersheet at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>